0: Freedom is not a gift from government. Freedom is a gift from God. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back, babies. Did y'all miss me last night? It feels almost weird because it's been since Friday since I've been in the studio with y'all. So, uh, thank you for giving love to my man, Matt Locke, who filled in for me last night. Did a phenomenal job as always. I really missed, um, being able to talk to Brigitte Gabriel from Act for America, but I'm going to get her back real soon because you know that what's going on in Afghanistan, what's happening there, it, as it, particularly as we approach the anniversary of 9 11 is something that has been pretty much at the core. Of My mission in radio and why I started doing radio in the first place the convergence Of the marxist agenda with the islamist And i'll remind everybody if you're new to the andrea k show What i've been tracking and what i've been reporting on and and what i've been bringing to this topic For many years now, so we I will get brigitte gabriel back on because I know matt didn't have time to get is Because this is something we need to be talking about more than just 10 minutes So anyway, thank you again to Matt Locke. Thank you to those of you who messaged me and said that you missed me last night. I appreciate it. We are streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. Follow me on all the socials at Andrea K or at Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. And um, if you are watching right now on the stream, if I look shorter, it's because the man I'm about to bring in did not give me my booster seat forever for tonight. So I'm looking like the shrimp that I am. And I'm just glad to be back in the studio tonight. We've got a great lineup of guests for you. We've got Patrick Wood back with us. And he's been on the show many times before talking about technocracy, talking about tyranny. He's got a great organization, Citizens for Free Speech. And when we look at what's going on abroad and what it means to us here, I wanted to bring him on tonight to talk about whether or not We have an opportunity to fight the tyranny through a revival of the White Rose resistance, and he will be here to explain that. We've got a really exciting new possible treatment for COVID out there, and we know I actually know people right now suffering from it. So from here to Florida and Louisiana and beyond, 888 344-1170. 344 The question for you guys, you know I open the phones anyway to y'all. I mean, whatever you want to talk about is great with me. But I've been pondering, and I actually put it out on the socials yesterday. I asked everybody, you know, um, I, you know, I, I, I always t- think of things at a macro level. I tend to see, okay, here's what's happening down here, but what are really the second and third and fourth level implications? And so I put it out there to y'all last night. I said, what's the long-term effect of this? Yeah, everybody's talking about Biden and uh, you know, the Saigon uh, parallels and all that. But long-term implications is something that we need to be thinking about because the Democrats are always working a long game. 888-344-1170. Got to bring in my, my partner. It's DJ Potato Skins. We have
0: a gentleman. I have my veto pen drawn and ready. And I have only one thing to say.
2: Go ahead. DJ <laughs> Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. I was actually waiting to ask you this question yesterday, but because mm-hmm. you weren't here... I'll pose it to you now. Uh, There's a lot of people that said, oh, well, Biden has no plan. You know, this is an absolute disaster. Oh, I think Biden has a plan. I think this is exactly what he wanted to do, what the administration wanted him to do. There's obviously going to be fallout from it. So do you think this is a blunder from the White House or do you think this is just business as usual as part of their long-term goal to transform America?
1: I think that this type of... Um, do I think that Biden has particularly wanted people to be falling off of planes trying to get out of Kabul? No. Do I think that? But do I think that there that the way it went down and the disaster of it is not unlike the disaster that happened in Benghazi, you know? Exactly. And they were referred to as bumps in the gro- bumps in bumps in the road, right? This is just because you know what there's, you know, and and Obama was able to get reelected because of the buffoonery of of Mitt Romney, right? Yep. Um, and, you know Jimmy Carter. You know I, I I'm old enough to remember barely because I was really young, but the hostages in Iran and and, and the buffoonery of uh, that went on with that right and he didn't get reelected. Ronald Reagan won but you know you look at the you look at the, the the disaster that's going on do they want the crisis that's happening at the border in the way that it is is that part of the plan no but it's what they get after it is really what the plan is and if you look at what's going on do they in other words they don't really care see this is how commies roll right this is why we have between 100 to 200 million dead bodies under communist regimes because the end justifies the means. So if somebody gets rolled over, if they've got to, you know, have people, you know, falling off planes trying to escape because they bungled an exit, they don't really care, right? Because it's all about getting to the end game, right? And I think I'm one of the only people, uh, some of the Democrats have been blaming George W. Bush for this only, I heard because, that. only because they want to take Biden off, off for, for the way it went out. But I actually said from the jump, we have to, we have to look at this and evaluate. We were there 20 years. What did we get out of it? We got nothing out of it because you know what? We never had a really clear definition of what the goal was and what the mission was and what a definition of a win was. And it's because we really weren't there to to war with anybody, nor were we there to track down Osama bin Laden, right? Bush was asked years in, um... Y'all looking for Obama, Uh, uh, uh Obama, <laughs> my slip is showing y'all looking for Osama bin Laden. I, I don't, he said, I, you know, we, I just don't really think about him all that much. So what are we, we doing there? We were there for the same reason we went into Iraq, which never had anything to do with WMD. It's because George W. Bush, the neocons, and the GOP establishment, like the Democrats, never really—and this is important to remember—as we go into 9/11, something that I've been saying for years. Don't be hashtag and never forget, because we're all of this was about the de, George W. Bush and the Democrats never acknowledging, in part because they didn't want to, in part because they refused to, because of a partnership. What the real threat was that we faced. The threat that we faced of, of Islamic terror is not a particular group here, a particular group there. It's not based – George W. Bush took us there because he, he naively, moron, like a moron, actually thought, you know what, there's there's justification for them hating us. They just never had a taste of what America can do for them. And if we we spend trillions of dollars and send our America's young men and they'll women over there, they'll fall in love with us. We should have never been there. Or if we were going to actually go there with a real mission, we should have gotten the women and children out and do a Jimmy D- little style raid and just carpet bomb it. Otherwise, stay out. We've got nothing from it. We're not any safer than we were. In fact, if you look at the long-term implications, we're, we're they are now weaponized, completely weaponized. And you got to also be concerned about not only what that means for us, as we've got an open border and anybody can come up, but you got to think about what this means for our military. There is a video going around today, a viral video of these Taliban Yahoos in a gym trying to figure out how to use an, use an elliptical machine. And you got to think that's who took over Afghanistan in two days against our military. If you're not wondering today the implication for us in terms of U.S. military readiness, you're you're being distracted too much about Joe Biden and the speech he gave yesterday in any of that business. Because I'm fearful today. Because this is not the U.S. military of Ronald Reagan when he decided after uh, a, a barracks uh, bombing, decided to bomb uh, Muammar Gaddafi and took out Gaddafi's kid.
2: And then I got really scared, Andre, because some a uh, member of the of the white house i forget who it was came out and said well they're they're talking to the taliban you you excuse me you're what you're you're talking to them i'm glad you brought that up i thought about we're not supposed to negotiate with terrorists no, right no it's
1: even worse than that and this is and every and, and everybody's accurately saying this is not a parody story this is not babylon b the biden administration is actually calling upon the taliban now to be inclusive and include transgender people. Oh, okay, Biden. Now we're suddenly going to no longer throw gay people off of roofs and stone women for being uh, raped. Right? I mean, this is this is what I mean. And you got to. And, and and I got to thinking as I was hearing the Afghani's, these Taliban chant "Death to America." I mean, are, are we? You know, are, are they right on? We know the goal of Islamic terrorism was not to take down the Twin Towers. Nani Darwish said that the, the goal is, is destroying the great Satan. It's taking down the great Satan. That's the ultimate conquest for them. They want the great Satan destroyed. They got to win against the great Satan in Afghanistan, and now they're weaponized. And to think that the that um, Islamic terror was only in the form of groups, whether it's ISIS or Al Qaeda, so many people from George W. Bush, Republican establishment, and beyond actually believed that. Versus the ideology, they don't care how we're taken down, right? We fa- they don't they don't care whether they're happy, right? Quite frankly, they're happy right now that they don't need a, a fat wealthy, you know, dude like UBL to come up with some complicated, coordinated plan to take down the Twin Towers when they got Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib in Congress. What do they need to spend that money on for? Right? We, I've said for 20 years, the war in Islamic terror, we face it in two fronts. One with the sword and one through Sharia. And when... And you have to wonder, when I was thinking about their chaining death to America, are we really there? The Democrats have been for a long time partnering with the Islamists. There's a reason why Barack Obama in 2008 gave a speech in Egypt with the Muslim Brotherhood on the front row. There's a reason why after our American citizens were slaughtered in a terrorist attack that was predicted after and left there to die after 400 requests for security, 14 days later, he went to the UN and said the future does not belong to those who... who slander the prophet Muhammad right because the Democrats know that Islam is not a religion Islam is a political ideology that hides behind a religious component and the ideology is one that they share with the Democrats and that's why today let me make sure I quote this right that's why today Twitter allows for and I quote the official Twitter account of the spokesman of Islamic Emirati of Afghanistan Zabahullah Mujahid but Donald Trump is not allowed a Twitter account. So the Islamist, the political ideology, which is like Iran, right? Who the Democrats were happy to fund. I mean, how many hundreds of millions of dollars were were laundered to give to Iran to fund their nuclear program Like in the middle of the night? We need to be really thinking going forward the long-range implications here nobody's talking about and let's think about it for Israel right think about them today how frightened they must be as a nation we're going to take a break uh speaking of partnering we know that uh, the Muslim Brotherhood was actually created created at a time back uh during World War II and the Holocaust and partnered with Hitler. And that's why one of the reasons why I wanted to bring on Patrick Wood, in case you guys hadn't heard of the resistance movement, the courageous story of the White Rose. We want to, I wanted to share that with you guys tonight because it's time for us to come up with our maybe our own White Rose resistance here in this country against the tyranny that's happening. So stay tuned.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show, and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, Kay. spelled K A Y E.
2: You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before the break, I was giving you kind of my. Um... My perspective on uh, where we're at in the war on terror and 20 years later and what it means for us long term, I was just glancing up and I see some Republican out of Ohio saying, yeah, we're going to continue to fight on this. You know, war on terror. Was he one of the Republicans, I wonder, that when Michelle Bachman came and wanted to call the alarm about the Muslim Brotherhood infiltration into our government, they ran her out of office, right? Called her a kook and a conspiracy theorist. Look, we need more. We need more people being willing to stand up. We need a real resistance movement because the Democrats are partnering with these Islamists. The end game for us, through medical tyranny with COVID, through the open borders, through all of... um the end game is a centralized system of power with complete control over our lives, and I said also said before the break that this is not the first government the United States to partner with the Islamists to usher in um, to usher in tyranny and to usher in communism or Nazism or any of the isms It actually happened. Hitler uh, gave rise to the Muslim brotherhood that 's when it was created, and there was a resistance movement back that I had never heard of until today, and I saw it today in a blog post written by Patrick wood who 's been on the show before. He's been on in the past as the author of Technocracy Rising, the Trojan, Trojan Horse of Global Transformation. He's also executive director and founder of Citizens for Free Speech, which you know that's a passion of mine, which is why I'm part of OurFreeNation.org, the alternative to big tech. And I, and I brought him on tonight to share with you the courageous story of the White Rose and um, whether or not it can be a true inspiration for us here. Hi, Patrick Wood. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show.
3: Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me on again.
1: Okay, so what is the courageous story of the White Rose?
3: Well, this was kind of a surprise to me. I ran across this a few years ago, and it went in one ear and out the other because it just wasn't that relevant to me, I guess. But I ran across it again just a few weeks ago. It has to do with a group of young students in 1942 in Nazi Germany um, who had ethical and moral concerns about what was going on in their nation. And um, it wasn't a religious group. It was just uh, the, some of them were Christians. There was uh, some other uh, religions involved. So it wasn't really a religious uh, movement at all. But they believed that free speech had been trashed or was totally being trashed in Nazi Germany. And they were encouraging people to stand up. Uh, for the sake of free speech and liberty and freedom and, you know, fighting censorship and those sorts of things. It was a passive movement. Uh, they were not militant whatsoever. And uh, they were ultimately arrested by the Gestapo when they found out what they were doing. They were distributing leaflets um, uh, privately and secretly around the, uh, the university in Munich and to, into households, German households as well, uh, by mail. And they were finally arrested when they were discovered who was doing this, and they put on trial. They went through a kangaroo trial, um, for sure. It was just absolute sham, uh, but they were declared guilty, and the young uh, woman, Sophie Scholl, who had actually started the movement, she's 21 years old, she was sentenced to death, sentenced to death and she was executed the same day by Gary team Wow. So, situation. And her, the last, I'll tell you what haunted me with this, Andrea, is her last words as she went to the, to be put on the table where her head was chopped off. She said, how can we expect righteousness to prevail? And they all did, right? Everybody mm-hmm. did, germ secretly at least. How can we expect righteousness to prevail when there's hardly anyone willing to give themselves up individually to a mm-hmm. righteous cause? Wow. That hurts. That really stings.
1: Well, I am. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sitting here when I saw the story today. I thought 21 years old. The courage she had, the conviction she had, she literally gave her life for freedom. And we've got Americans not willing to do anything to fight for the freedoms of our country today. We are so spoiled, so lazy, so compliant that so many how many conservatives have do I sit in here all day long yammering and complaining yet that the first ones to sign up and do give in to whatever it is so that they don't have to give up any any they don't have to be inconvenienced in any way they don't want to sacrifice anything meanwhile as I talked to my open you know Afghanistan the Taliban was chanting death to America and it feels like we're pretty dang close and you know what we don't have anybody I'm not seeing where are the where are the Sophie's in America, Patrick Wood. And That's I'm not right, saying yeah. that I want people to sacrifice their lives, but we've got people going, yeah, I'll just give in, you know, we're, where we're at with this medical tyranny right now, because there were conservatives that went along with this crap a, a year ago. When I was saying from the jump that the models were crap, the numbers were crap and that, and that whatever was going on with this virus, freedom and individual liberty and individual freedom is always the answer, whatever it is. That's right. That's
3: exactly right. You know, The the telltale message, I believe, was contained in the first paragraph of the first leaflet that they produced, So this one definitely had uh, Sophie's direct input writing it. It started out, and it said, nothing is more shameful to a civilized nation than to allow itself to be governed by an irresponsible clique of sovereigns who have given themselves over to dark urges, and that without resisting. This set the tone for their entire short-lived movement, I might add. It did last very long. But um, this was basically you know, their, their attitude that, that, you know what, we're getting what we deserve, but we don't really need to do that. We're, we should be resisting. And there should be more resistance in America. There's just a call to arms, in my opinion, mm-hmm. not for armed conflict of any kind, but you know, the weapons of a passive or movement, or movement are the words of our mouth and the conviction of our heart. Uh, and and if we, when we exhaust those, uh, that is, the words of our mouth and the conviction of our heart, then, there, you know, there probably will be a case for total chaos and turmoil in America uh, with, you know, people getting hurt and perhaps even killed. But until that day happens, we need to speak up. We need to resist. We need to forcefully beat back this frontier of ignorance that's come upon us mm-hmm. and set America right again. Only the people can do it. Only the people. There's no politician no. that will help us at this point. It's we, us. Right. That's we
1: need right. to be. We need to be in mass resistance in the streets. Back when we had rallies uh, in in the streets of San Diego and when. Uh, I actually had one of the organizers on the show. They were threatening to threatening to arrest her. Meanwhile, if you're Black Lives Matter in Antifa, you can roam all over this country and burning down buildings with people inside. But we need to, if, but if we have millions of us take to the streets and push back, that, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, there should be no parent in this country willing to go along with their kid being masked all day all day long in schools. The parents should come together and show up with their kids with no mask and say, well, you know, we're sitting our kids in here and have a sit-in. And they're going to sit in here all day with no mask on and you're going to to teach my kid. Where that a nurse quit her job in North Carolina today because of the forced jabs. How many are just going along with this, right? Because they don't want to give. Hat tip to that teacher in Loudoun County, Virginia, and crying in her twenties, gave up her career. We need more people being willing to sacrifice something, or the or they're sacrificing their children and our future, aren't they, Patrick Wood?
3: They are, and we can pay now or we can pay later. is the bottom line, in my book, the price we pay today will be far less. Than what we will pay next year for the same type of uh, you know resistance, and there's no way that this tyranny is ever going to retreat on its own. Tyranny does not retreat. It does. That's not its vocabulary. It will always continue to oppress the people it's it targets until they are completely crushed. There will be a time when Americans and mass finally rise up and say we're not going to take this anymore. But the problem will be if tyranny is has approached ever so closer to their final condition, it'll be virtually impossible to shrug it off, as it was in Nazi Germany for mm-hmm. these four young scoops, uh, all of whom except one were executed by guillotine.
1: And, I, and, and and it may be hyperbolic to draw a comparison to the 600 people and more that are being, ha- uh, rally, uh, uh, being um, rounded up, by the U S government dragged out of their homes because they've got a Lego set or a MAGA hat and we're anywhere within walking distance of the Capitol. But I don't think it's far from it from, from um, these people being rounded up and put into a kangaroo court because they dare to express themselves.
3: That's right. And this, this, of course, it, what you speak about is a huge free speech issue and we're we've been, uh, you know, watching this and, and, you know, doing press releases and stuff on this. This is absolutely shameful in America, but, you know, the weapons, of our, the, the, the weapons that have been leveled against us are mostly the creation of our own government.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And th- this is a problem, obviously, just in itself, that, uh, that agencies of the U.S. government are being weaponized against the citizens of our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is absolutely unacceptable. It needs to stop. And, of course, everything is getting censored when people like you and me stand up and say something. We get shot down on mm-hmm. you know, all the platforms. And you'll never hear that kind of story in mainstream media. Totally
1: censored. Well, um, I had tip to you for bringing this story. This hopefully will inspire people to real to wake up and realize that it's like you said, either we're going to fight now, uh, you know, or we're going to pay, pay pay the price now or pay the price later. And the, the price later is what Cubans are dying in the street to try to to try to get their freedoms back. And, you know, we uh the idea we t- Reagan said we take you know our freedoms are never more than a generation away, and we've just gotten so complacent and take them for granted, and people actually think that, oh, we can just wait until twenty twenty four hey, we're gonna take the White House back in twenty twenty four Do you know what can happen between but it didn't take Venezuela long to be completely taken down. It's kind of like once that that ball gets rolling downhill and that momentum goes it, it, uh, uh, the collapse can be. In weeks, can it?
3: Let's even consider Afghanistan. How long did it take to go downhill and just collapse? Yeah. Like yeah. Well, it doesn't take long. You know, for for a young lady, uh, Sophie Scholl had no children and she wasn't married yet. I think she had a boyfriend. But um, the same paragraph, the opening paragraph, continues says, "Who among us can imagine the degree of shame that will come upon, come upon us and our children when the veil falls from our faces?" And the awful crimes that infinitely exceed any human measure are exposed to the light of day. Mm. What wisdom is contained in this? Wow. I mean this this is this ought to be a call to arms to every single American. I just can't I I, I, I just shake when I think about it mm-hmm. about the stinks of what is what is the force right now? Our children, our progeny, down you know, down the road, they're, they're coming. People will have babies, no matter what happens. Um, we owe it to that generation, yeah, to not pass them into slavery.
1: Exactly, and it's slavery; it will be. Patrick, yes. would tell everybody how they can um, th- join your movement and support your organization.
3: Absolutely, CitizensForFreeSpeech.org. There's no charge to join with us. We have a great volunteer program too that will give you equipping and tools and whatever to to fight back in your own local community. We're 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 hot we're hot on this issue, Andrea. I have to say we're we're on fire for it right now. There is no more pussyfooting around. No. We we gotta take the bull by the horns and get after it. So yes. we encourage everybody to join. There's nobody that can well I'll put it this way. Everybody can do something.
1: That's right. Uh,
3: to do everything so you know we need all comers to come and stand with us on the free speech issue
1: absolutely patrick wood thank you so much
3: my pleasure anytime
1: shouldn't that story have been taught in every school in the united states potato skins
2: well wow, that was just absolutely just moving and just sitting here still in awe every school across the nation period yeah
1: absolutely all right. Well, we let's let's shift into some good news. You brought me a, a topic today. You've got a guest coming up. Yeah, with it's got a new treatment for COVID, and we want to bring this to you because you know what? It's over the counter. Stay tuned.
0: Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K, Kay. spelled K A Y E.
2: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is, Andrea K on the answer san diego
1: welcome back to tonight's Andrew k show i don't know how to segue from that into covid the food topic we talk oh i know you got to you know keep your immune system boosted right by eating healthy of which your suggestion over the break that i eat a popeye sandwich for dinner yeah, wasn't necessarily helping. the best
2: <laughs> but it is tasty
1: yes it is um there's new reports out that upwards of 75%. I got a call today from a friend of mine who had gotten the shot who um, tested positive. She doesn't have a whole lot of symptoms, but she was like, hey, wanted to let you know, you know, say, set up a prayer for me. It seems as though, which I did, of course. And I've got some other people that I know, like in the hospital with it, like seriously ill. I think upwards of 75% of people who've gotten the shot have contracted um, COVID again. I don't know if it's Delta variant or not. So I was super excited when producer Noah DJ um, Potato Skins made me aware of a Dr. Brian Huber of Advanced Performance Technology, who's actually got a, a, a treatment, if you will, that uh, helps, I guess, fend off actually contracting it. And he joins me now. Hi, Dr. Brian Huber. Welcome to the Andrea K Show.
4: Hello. Thank you for uh, allowing me to jump on and and talk with you.
1: Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited by this because, you know, Mm -hmm. anything that can help us, you know, stay healthy and fight off any virus, any and all virus, even if, you know, that it still has an over 99% recovery rate is a great idea. So tell everybody what it is. It's tetracycline?
4: Yeah. So, so it's an interesting uh, formulation. The, the, when you look at the product, it is, it is an an over-the-counter, First aid antibiotic ointment. Now, the interesting thing is it's the formulation. The data that we acquired, and it's all online, we're hiding nothing, the clinical trial, the lab data. This does have, because of unique formulation, um, antiviral capabilities of significant proportion. Um, As our viral researcher noted in the, the UK who did a lot of the initial work, it abolishes infectivity of virtually all viruses. We haven't found one yet. We were, of course, over the last two years focused on the COVID world, mm-hmm. and our formulation is really not a treatment; it's a preventative. It's another uh, barrier of protection. Okay. Right. Yeah. This, you know, what's the key is the viral load of exposure. You may have heard a lot about that when people are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Is we don't know who we're standing next to, who we're on a flight with, who we're at church with, who we're at dinner with, and what they're shedding. Right. They're all healthy shedders. That's why this stuff spreads so fast. People will shed the virus while they're healthy and then they get sick seven to 10 days later. So the Delta variant being one that's really breaking through as you mentioned before, uh, just earlier, um, you know, even if you're vaccinated, uh, the problem that I see, we would deal with all viral infections is the vaccines will be very quickly be about 12 to 18 months behind Mm -hmm. in the mutations, a variance that we see. And so the battle is we talk about our children and we don't want to shed things when we don't have to. We want to minimize infectivity. And if you use this, as we discuss on the website, as an intranasal swab. You put it on a cotton tip, like a Q-tip and swab the inside of your nose it takes about 30 seconds once a day. And in the Brazil study, the clinical trial that was done in Brazil, triple blinded study, in the heat of the battle of the Brazilian variant, which was just, they had black flag warnings, they called it in their health authority. Mm -hmm. We were as effective as vaccines in preventing illness with once a day application. Wow. So so this is is really a big deal. Andrea and I, I appreciate you allowing me to talk about this because I will tell you, as you could understand, we cannot get the word out. Right. Literally, we are shut down on every web-based <laughs> platform you could imagine.
1: Why? I mean, and, what are, are there side effects of people? Why are, why are okay. people so not no. willing to? Because this is an over-the-counter thing, right? I mean, right. I could probably exactly. walk in. So why are they not I'm letting not... you get the word out? Is there come some kind of side effect? I mean, we know that there are side no. effects of the shots from myocarditis and others. What's going right. on here?
4: There is no side effects. In over eight years of use of this formulation, we've had zero reported or documented side effects because this formulation that combined with tetracyclines used in other areas, but in the last two years since we've been using it, we probably have almost uh, 3,800 people that I can count for sure, probably more than that because people buy it for their families Mm -hmm. that are using this product to prevent it. Many healthcare workers, many doctors, uh, there's a number of doctors who are vaccinated and are using this because of the variance on a day-to-day basis. So doctors, I'm, excuse I'm, I'm, me for I'm interrupting. The same way.
1: Doctors are using it daily, but the public's not allowed to know about it.
4: Well, they know about it because they actually reached out. Right. But the challenge is, you know, as a small company that has this IP, this intellectual pharmaceutical uh, product, it is licensed and it's registered. It's an approved, registered over-the-counter antibiotic ointment. Anybody can use an over-the-counter product how they want, but it's, in the early days of COVID, everybody remembers the shysters on the Internet, and I think we got caught up in that. And we have tried so hard to put the message out with the right you know, research, which we do, and it's all online. Um, Uh, This is really important stuff for people to take care of themselves, give themselves an option.
1: Right. I mean, you know, uh, the the government's not telling everybody they need to be taken. We know that African-Americans were one of the hardest hit communities. And we know that there was also comorbidities as well as a lacking. They lacked uh, vitamin D. More than other communities, yeah. CDC's right. not telling people to be taking D. I started taking vitamin D because my doctor told me years ago that I was low D, and I was like, "Low D? What? You know, we don't <laughs> we what we got a Ricketts problem suddenly in America." He goes, "You'd be surprised. Our culture has changed. We don't get it. We're not out in the sunshine as much, and right. so that's a problem. Mm-hmm. We don't Americans aren't being told to take Zeke. They're not be pushing anything that helps us from a preventative standpoint because and right. and and not not to get too political with you, but it's. Because they now want to, they they want these booster shots done. So they want people to yeah. take the boosters more than they want, which are not FDA approved yet. But they don't want you to go and get this topical FDA registered over the counter antibiotic. Tell everybody how to find this in their stores.
4: Yeah, thank you. It's it's on our website. It's available. Uh, the website is. It's kind of an, an interesting name. It's APTT3X. So Adam, Paul, Tom, Ted, three. And then X as an X-ray dot com, A-P-T-T-3-X dot com. You can read all the research on the science. You can see instructions on how to swab your nose properly. There's a Mm -hmm. video there. And, of course, you can buy it. And And how much? uh, Is it
1: affordable?
4: What do we talk? Yes, it's right. It's $49 for the bottle, which is about 120 drops, which will, if a daily basis, that we usually get about 17 days of treatment uh, on an individual. Uh, with putting about three or four drops on a cotton tip applicator once a day and swab your nose in the morning, um, you know I, I travel a lot and we have a lot of healthcare workers using it. If if you're if I have a day where I travel in the early morning flight and then I come back on a late evening flight, I may swab one more time before I get on at night and getting on that plane just, you know, because you're going to be close contact. You don't know who you're sitting next to.
1: What about people and, uh, who, excuse me for interrupting before I run out of time. No, I know that right. one, a, a family member of mine got it and the only symptoms he had was that he couldn't taste or smell for a few days, yeah. three or four days. So that might be, the fact that that's one of the symptoms for some of the people, they may be concerned about putting anything inside their nose then. No.
4: How do you reassure that's them on exactly that? exactly why you want to use it. in the, the, Andrea, the key is the nose. The key, okay. the reason this works so well is the point point of where the virus actually gets into the body and where it hooks and quickly gets in is the nose, the olfactory Mm -hmm. nasal mucosa. That's why people lose their smell. That's the first sign of infectivity. And I would say that uh, based upon everything we've seen to date, uh, yeah, apply it in the nose, use it in the nose. And very truthfully, it's probably more effective by by margins, dramatic margins than a piece of cloth. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah in fact I'm flashing because not to get off on a tangent but we had a meningitis outbreak when I was at LSU and my boyfriend mm-hmm. got it and the doctor explained to me hey your nose is the pathway man he's like Greg it's, must have been out there doing something and he brought it yeah. in through his nose and next thing I know he was in the hospital emergency room getting a spinal tap and that, yeah yeah right so the nose, the nose is the is pathway
4: everything. I mean our, my child uses it before they go to school done it for two years It also remember strep throat it kills uh, influenza. This kills the common rhinovirus. This kills every virus, and everything goes to the. It's the vacuum cleaner. It's the vacuum cleaner. So, it's like a, an extra filter in the vacuum cleaner.
2: Wow, Andrew, I'm so glad we had him on.
1: I know, right? Thank you, Skins, for for booking Doctor Huber. Yes. Tell everybody one more time where to go and get this.
4: The website is aptt3x. Aptt3x. Aptt3x.com.
1: And I'm going to put that out on the socials and make sure everybody knows where to go get it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much. All right. Take good care.
2: Thank you.
4: All
1: right. Um, Wow. Good to know. You're going to get some scans, right? I'm going to get Uh, some. I think
2: that's a no-brainer. I think everybody should at least consider it. Go to the website. Look at the information.
1: Right. Absolutely. Hey, stay tuned. we got another segment coming up. Don't go away.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K spelled K A Y E,
2: A K dynamite and address or just Andrea K, whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego.
1: Hey guys, be sure to tune in um, tomorrow night because we've got the one and only Dr. Frank is going to be here. I think we're going to have him on pretty much the whole show.
2: I smell information.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, oh, that reminds me of what's the movie where that line is the smell of the smell of your weird is like <sighs> um, the the singing group, the a cappella, the the movie about the singing group.
2: Now we're both having a okay. Bar. You're gonna I, have to go. Yeah.
1: Okay. It, well, you need to Google that while I'm talking about tomorrow night's show. It's gonna kill me. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, um, tomorrow night, Dr. Frank is gonna be here. I, I invited him on because there was the three day symposium. I, I talked to him over the weekend. There is so much information that, of course, did not get out. Um, the attacks that went on, the behind the scenes stuff, is absolutely crazy about what happened. And so he's going to be here on tomorrow night show to tell you guys everything that you need to know about what went on behind the scenes at the symposium, as well as what you need to know about the truth about what went on with the elections and the the fraud. So if you've been interested in uh, continuing with learning about the election fraud and the data and the evidence, Dr. Frank will be here tomorrow night. A couple other stories. Um, Kind of a feel-good story out of Texas. Uh, they banned, um, I guess there was some Chinese billionaire who spent $110 million going around buying up land um, so he could supposedly set up 15,000 acres of a wind farm. Um, but then, of course, these turbines, the the concern was is that these turbines could be fitted with spying equipment or used by Chinese government uh, to cripple our energy grid, right? I mean, reasonable concern. Um, so... Um, this dude is is worth an estimated two billion dollars um the land that he bought up is near the u s mexico border by Laughlin Air Force Base. that's concerned you know we got China down you know uh, uh, possibly controlling our border um, the you know the the environmentalists were concerned about the impact. I don't care about that um and well, how hypocritical is that? The environmentalists were worried about the wind farm. Aren't you people the ones that wanted the wind farm? So anyway, um, Texas has denied him and said that he that, uh, Greg Abbott, the governor, signed the Lone Star Infrastructure Protectant Protection Act, a bill which presents, um, prevents business entities from hostile nations from accessing the Texas grid and other pieces of critical infrastructure. So, yeah, I know they had infrastructure issues with ice and different stuff going on, but the solution is not uh, to have a communist take over 140,000 acres in
2: Texas. No, that's never the solution.
1: Right. So that's a feel good story. Did you get the answer to my question?
2: Uh, I don't, but uh, my, oh, my girlfriend gosh. actually texts me. She? The only acapella movie that, uh, that I remember, uh, Pitch Perfect?
1: Yes, that's it. Okay. I've never seen it.
2: That's why I don't recognize it. Uh,
1: you don't- oh my gosh, you would love this movie so much. Now that I feel like is, I
2: have to see it as my duty.
1: Yes. Okay. Um let me get the line. I, I got to find the line. The no smell the smell to find the line. The smell of your weird. <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember it together. Because I'm remembering now. This scene. He's like, the smell of your weird is actually affecting my vocal cords. I tell you, and you know what? Pitch perfect too. With the German um, acapella band that they competed as the with, as good in my opinion, absolutely hilarious. I love the blonde actress um, with the British accent. She was also in Bridesmaids. Um, she's recently lost a ton of weight, and um, she was beautiful without um, losing any weight. And now she's just like you know, she's just a beautiful gal. I can't remember her name. Um, anyway, she's she's some and she's suit and she's super funny. Um, Anyway, Rain or something. Anyway, British actress. Um, speaking of Hollywood celebrities, so Matt Walsh of Matt Walsh Blog and Daily Wire gave an incredible speech. If you haven't seen it, to the to a Tennessee school board. About um, masks on kids. In fact, we talked about last week. I think it was that the former quarterback Jay Cutler tweeted out, "How do I run for a school board?" Right? Because it's like even in tech. This is why I'm saying there is no such thing as a red state. People think Tennessee is so red. There's pockets in every state that is hardcore left. We need to be moving. Somebody said today, and it's so true. We need to be moving to red states and turning them redder because Florida still has. There's pockets of commie going on everywhere, right? So Carrie Underwood. Actually, clicked the like button on um, the tweet of the video of him, and the left is going after her uh, to cancel her.
2: Oh lord! I mean,
1: this is a woman who is openly Christian yet supported gay marriage. Okay, this is not me in terms of hardcore conservative. This woman is just one of the most kindest, most amazing women, and she can't even click like on a dang tweet. But you know what? Hope so far she's resisted the pushback and she hasn't renounced her. her, Stay strong, So stay strong, Carrie Underwood. You'll end up with more fans in the long run if you do. We'll be back tomorrow night. Dr. Frank, stay tuned. Tune in.